Call to order the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, September the 9th, 2019. To order, time uh, that we are meeting, uh, record could show that it's one minute after five. The, uh, we have an agenda. Any additions, Mr. Parker? Uh, yes, we have one addition and one deletion, sir. Um, Your Worship and Council, uh, items 8.4, uh, RFD, this is the addition, RFD, re-ratification of the regional SDAB appointments. And the one deletion is 8.3, so I guess the other one becomes three. RFD, real um, fuel RFP. Okay. Any... Uh, uh, may, perhaps I could get a motion to Second. adopt it as amended. All in favor? Um, the minutes of the August 26, 2019 regular council meeting should be attached to your packages. And are there any uh, any changes that are required there? Your Worship, I would move the August 26 minutes. So I'll take that as a no. So all in favor? Yes, I did read them. Um, any public hearings, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Any presentations? There are none, Your Worship. Any bylaws to pass? There are none, Your Worship. Or rescind? Uh, any unfinished business? Yes, there is, Your Worship. That is the uh, request for decision, uh, 365 replacement and demolition, sir. Great. Evening, Your Worship and Council. Before you today, uh, we have a request for decision on the uh, funding for Reservoir 365 replacement and demolition, including the award of the construction contract and the award of the construction administration uh, for engineering uh, for the completion of the project. We spoke uh, to this uh, during the governance and priorities meeting, uh, so I won't uh, rehash uh, uh, most of the RFD uh, that we went through last week. Uh, I would just uh, kind of bring your attention back to the proposed, uh, the, the revised budget that we put forth last week, uh, which is on page 9 of 37, uh, in where we kind of looked at uh, a revised project budget of 6.283 million. Uh, so uh, with this, we uh, proposed, we are proposing uh, two options. One is to approve the overall budget to be amended to 6.3 million, including the awarded construction contract to Shando's construction in the amount of 4.76 million, not including GST, and the construction administration engineering to WSP in the amount of 122,697. And just to be specific, the Shando's construction contract is $4,760,865. Uh, the advantages allows for commencement of the project and finalizes any uncertainty around the project funding. Disadvantages, uh, there will be an increase uh, to the budget uh, in terms of 
uh, water wastewater rates as we move forward into next year. And Director Town is free to comment on that if you have any questions. Uh, basically, we kind of discussed that last week during the governments and priorities meeting as well. And option three is, should be reading option two. There's only two options presented, and is do not award the project and defer the capital advantages. Uh, we would defer the capital cost to a future year. Disadvantages increases the hazard potential. <coughs> Reserve for 365 would fail and puts 200 residents risks defers having any adequate fire flows in the south end. So, uh, administration recommends that council approve the amendment of the overall project budget to 6.3 million and award the construction contract to Shandos Construction in the amount of 4,760,865 dollars, not including GST and award to Construction Administration Engineering to WSP in the amount of $122,697, not including GST. Okay, any questions? Just for the sake of, just so that we kind of really understand the gravity of the, just this decision, what would it look like if that reservoir to, in your words, catastrophically fail? Well, then we would have no way of supplying those 200 residents with water. We'd have to feed them off of water trucks until that reservoir were constructed. Um, in terms of water lines to and from this reservoir, are there any new water lines or replacement water lines that are likely going to happen? So we did, uh, as we went through and designed this project, we also looked at uh, what we're doing in the neighborhood renewal project as well, so that any uh, new infrastructure that was in that vicinity and was feeding to it that we addressed. So uh, there are two new lines that are going down the hill that would be replaced and one going out into 103rd Street that are new, that are tying into relatively new infrastructure. So, and right around the new or the old reservoirs, is there pavement disruption that will end up getting redone? Uh, probably immediately in front of the access uh, going into the, what's now the park will be uh, reconstructed in there to provide a new access into the, the new reservoir and the existing access that will be uh, filled in with uh, concrete and boulevard and probably a little bit of pavement around the apron that exists today. And two more questions, if I may. Um, is there an estimate as to um, what it will cost to replace the park in 2020? So looking at uh, talking to Director Bell and Pence Bond, uh, how much we construct in there, but we're probably looking can be anywhere from forty thousand to eighty thousand dollars, depending upon how elaborate the park. Okay, and last question: um, Is uh, there a plan for a little neighborhood meeting to explain the construction? And all uh, that, stuff? that will be part of uh, the construction project. Is so we'll be talking to the affected landlords. I've already had a couple reach out to me to ask about that. I did say to them that we will be having a little bit of start of meeting. Uh, once we've uh, sat down 
with uh, Shandos and discuss the construction schedule and I know what the schedule is, then we can sit down with residents and let them know as well. During during the construction itself, is there going to be any disruption to residents up there in water service? Very temporary uh, disruptions. Uh, for the most part, uh, most of the tie-ins, like we're going to construct the new reservoir in its entirety and tie into the existing water mains that are there and then demolish the old reservoir. So the interruptions that we're looking at are just the actual physical tie-ins to those lines. So this would be very uh, minimal disruption to, to water. So we're talking probably about, you know, within a day to uh, complete those tie-ins. Jim, just further to your comment about the uh, if the system failed, the residents would have to be serviced by water trucks. So you're expecting a construction timeline of, so the system fails, 200 residents, they would be served by water trucks for, you're going to have to send out another RFP and get another bid and then construct the project. So is it 18 months or two years? Or? So with, it, with this project, what I'm looking at is we would have a project start in three weeks of when they would mobilize this to site and start site grading uh, in prep the new reservoir and I've asked uh, them for a construction complete date of 1 June. Okay. Uh, June 1 of, of 2020. And uh, the reason I kind of looked at that as a target date and talking to our consultant he thinks that's fairly achievable as well uh, and that kind of loses the balance of uh, next summer to also look at completing that park. So by June 1st I want uh, the uh, demolition of the existing reservoir to be complete so we can get that park in there as well next summer. Okay, will there be a ribbon cutting ceremony? <laughs> you betcha your worship. <laughs> So Shando's Construction, are they local? Uh, Shando's Construction are of Edmonton. Uh, I've worked with them on a number of projects in the Edmonton area. Uh, and uh, they're fairly reputable for them. Okay, good. Um, is there anyone that wants to make a motion on this one? Sure, Your Worship, I'd move that council approve the amendment of the overall project budget as the recommendation is written. All in favor? Thank you, Worship. Okay. Um, so the next item is crosswalk. Okay, new business request for decision on the 98th Street crosswalk. So, as discussed during the the GMP, Your Worship uh, and Council, uh, we looked at uh, the crosswalk in front of the. The Peace Valley ends last week, and at that time I said that I have something for you on the 98th Street crosswalk. And so this request for decision uh, covers that crosswalk and uh, potentially a second crosswalk as well. So uh, when we initially looked at the project in uh, the 2019 capital budget, we allocated $15,000 uh, for uh, crosswalk improvements. and. 
uh, went out for quotations on uh, equipment for the crosswalk upgrades and uh, at that point we had looked at two potential spots on 98th Street and uh, we received the quotes and were a, a little higher on the, uh, the budget uh, uh, with the quotes that we received, so hence we had to come back to council to ask for either additional funds or uh, decrease the crosswalk locations to one location this year and defer a second location to next year. So the one crosswalk that we're looking at uh, definitely doing this year is on 81st Avenue and 98th Street, which you can see in the picture below. Uh, so that was the one that was kind of identified by uh, Councillor Scamahor as uh, the, one of the desired locations that we look at. Uh, the other one was already a controlled intersection uh, on 98th Street, so uh, we weren't going to achieve too much by having a crosswalk uh, enhancement that location. But uh, we did look around at uh, this another one that has been also a high priority request is around Kidsman Park and so that would be what administration would propose as uh, a second location for an enhanced crosswalk. So the equipment that we're looking at and is uh, shown on page 203 of the RFD and basically uh, it's a solar powered uh, crosswalk sign with a strobe that goes right below the sign and has a, a request uh, to cross button on the pole itself. So that way if it doesn't go up, uh, press the button and the strobe would go off and permitting them uh, time to uh, cross and for vehicles to react, stop and for the pedestrian to cross. And uh, I believe uh, Councillor Ford has uh, seen these uh, as well and can attest uh, to their effectiveness. So uh, the two options I'd like to propose tonight is, the first is uh, approve the increase in capital budget for 2019 by $8,000. So be going from 15,000 to $23,000 for the provision of enhanced crosswalk signs for both 98th Street and 94th Street. And the advantage is this meets the requirements of the council's strategic plan and disadvantages, the increase of the budget may have a slight effect on other capital programs. Option two is we could always also maintain the 2019 capital budget of 15,000, uh, less GST for the provision of enhanced crosswalk sign for 98th Street, and then we would uh, look at the second one in a future fiscal year. So administration's recommendation is to increase the capital budget for 2019 by $8,000 for provision of enhanced crosswalk signs for both 98th Street and 94th Street. Just so Council's aware, um, I did see these uh, these crosswalks in action on, there's a set of them in Edmonton at Kingsway uh, at a crosswalk right by the Aviation Museum and they are they are quite effective. But if you get a chance to uh, to go on Google Maps, you can actually uh, see the see the fixture there, and they're quite tall. So, um, 
One question. When this was initially discussed, was the crosswalk kind of in the middle of the street further south of this intersection? Or has it always been at that intersection? Well, we, we looked at existing intersections because desirably where you want your uh, people to cross would be at that intersection where you can fill that. So in this case, the signs that we're going to be putting up is LB2, one on each side of the street. So that way, you know, we're fairly visible to traffic on both sides coming on both sides of the approach. So if we defer the second one to another year, we'll, uh, will we incur some extra mobilization, demobilization costs? Or uh, just for freight, uh, for oh. getting the sign up here, the, the actual pedestals, we would look at probably putting in with our own staff oh. and mounting these. So. Is there other, I just noticed because it's in my neighborhood, is there other uh, locations in town that would benefit from an enhanced crosswalk? Like if we do two this year, would it be something like we would be able to enhance other crosswalks over time or is it kind of a one-off sort of? No, I, th I think there are other crosswalks that we could look at considering. So um, we could, if we could maintain like a pace of two of them per year, that might not be so bad for a while. Well, we're doing three we're, and we're doing three so a minimum of two so maybe we should do two this year and two next year then. we could well, definitely excuse me your worship the one is a crosswalk and these are enhanced crosswalks so they're not the same thing the one at, <clears throat> at peace valley and it's just a it's, it's a it would just be an ordinary crosswalk yeah. well i think the only thing about that one at peace valley Inn is you gotta get a different set of sides that's all Yes. Well, uh, the we saw your recommendation. And I guess the one thing that we can uh, discuss the the difference between the the uh, crosswalk in front of the Peace Valley Inns is uh, traffic is uh, tends to be a little slower there, so you're tending down to around 30k, whereas uh, your speed is enhanced on the other two routes, being definitely more arterial routes than. Uh, residential routes. Okay. I'm going to move for the option, recommended option of putting in both crosswalks this year. Okay. All in favor? Against? Okay. Um, so the next item is... <laughs> Briefing note on the options report, sir. Yeah. Briefing note on the Peace Regional or the Peace River Regional Airport options report. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Your Worship and Council. Uh, what you have before you is a report that we received from an outside consultant. Um, basically, um, the briefing note just given a little bit of history and uh, the purpose of uh, this option report. Um, its main function is uh, we are going out for an RFP to look at different ways of uh, operating the airport 
and the option report uh, itself will help um, uh, council make a final decision. Now, as um, people are aware, uh, there will be an outside consultant that is actually going to evaluate the uh, RFPs. They will make a recommendation to council, council in consultation. Uh, we've uh, decided uh, to talk with our municipal partners and uh, basically make the final decision. So it might be what the, uh, the option is uh, from uh, our consultants, but uh, in order to help make that decision, this option report actually uh, um, helps in that uh, uh, general way of making a, a proper fiduciary responsible uh, decision. So uh, a little bit about the, the airport. As uh, everyone is aware, in 1996, we uh, took over the airport. Um, and uh, it was really kind of interesting as you're doing the research, you start to see that uh, there was actually an airport committee. And the airport committee was made up with basically every one of our partners surrounding us, and, and including even the villages, which is, uh, was uh, interesting. Um, and they were to advise how the airport is to be operating and, and move forward. There was no funding from our municipal partners at that time. Um, as time goes on, we looked at different options. Uh, as the years go by, we looked at uh, doing different kind of things. And then there was some funding from some partners and not from others. And basically in 2016, it was agreed that we'd have four of our part municipal partners actually fund the airport, but they wanted no um, participation in actually making decisions. And they made that very clear. So they said, Here, here's money. So I, I just think it's kind of funny when you look at it originally, you say, we won't give you money, but we want to tell you how to run it. Now, here's the money, but we don't want to tell you how to run it. So it's, uh, you know, it's just how the pendulum kind of swings in different ways. So um, during the airport and the history of it, uh, the town has done many things, and a lot of people have done many things to try and you know, make sure that it's going to be successful. And it always has been council's goal is to keep the airport open. Um, so if, if you take a look at some of the studies that have been done, in 1986 there was a Peace River Airport Master Plan. 1991 there was a study on the economic impact of Peace River Airport. 1996 there was the uh, YPE uh, Dehydrated Business Plan from 1996 to 2006. 1997 there was the Economic Impact Study Peace River Airport. 1998 1998, sorry, there was an update to the 1996 business plan. 2000, there was a discussion paper, um, Northern Alberta Airports and Aviation, and that involved also Peace River. 2002, there was a study of viability of smaller airports, again, a little bit of um, just overall. And 2003, there was the NADC study of air transportation. 2004, there was the Peace River Airport Strategic Plan. 2005, there was the Social Economic Impact Assessment of Selected Alberta Airports, which included Peace River. 2007, there was the second draft of the Airport Master Plan. 2007, also the Alberta Smalls Airport Strategy, again. 2009, presentation to Shell, re-Peace River Airport. 2010, a new business plan. 2011, um, Airport Area Concept Plan. Again, in 2011, uh, airport business plan, marketing plan. 2012, viability strategies for the Peace River Regional Airport. 2013, airport assessment and gap report. 2015, Peace River Airport regionalization. And in 2015, the Peace River Airport area concept plan. It's been studied to death. <laughs> Can't say that we have not 
done due diligence in looking at everything we can do and make the airport operate. Now, when you start to look at this and you look at 1996, you think, okay, hey, this is a really, really great year. Now, I was looking at some of the numbers. Uh, in 2000 and, um, or sorry, 1995, we had 29,000 uh, people coming in and leaving the airport. So uh, the planning and replaning on, you know, getting onto the airport. And when we took it over in 1996, we had 27,501 people coming through it. Um, we had about 20,000 uh, airport movements, aircraft movements in 1996. So now if you look at 2018, we had 6,000 passengers as opposed to 27,000. And we have approximately um, 3,000 uh, aircraft movements. So it's kind of interesting when you start looking at the history. For example, in 2010 was one of the worst years that we had for aircraft movement. In 2010, we had aircraft movement that was 3,000, or sorry, 8,573 people, or sorry, traffic movement, but we had 3,398 people getting on and getting off, 2010. Yeah, no, that was kind of, I was, I was kind of shocked about that, and I, I couldn't figure this one out. Um, and if you look at the money, uh, we had a deficit at that time, about $354,000. Um, when you look at the airport itself, there's only three years, technically, that we didn't have a deficit, and that was 2000, 2001, and 2002. But if you were to take a look at that, that was kind of false, because we actually took money from the reserves the airport reserves and popped it in. So it kind of propped up those numbers. Um, so uh, we did have very small uh, surpluses of about $4,000 to about 49,000 in those three years. But every other year we've had a deficit, even after all these studies, even after having lots of people at the airport. And if you take a look at it and you look through those studies, we had Air Canada here, we had Jazz, we had Time Air, RCMP was stationed here, Forest Street, Air Ambulance, we got Peace Air, we had um, Central Mountain Air that came in here, we had three car um, enterprise, uh, uh, Avis and uh, the, the current ones that are out there right now. Um, we had the cafe that was going, we had a duplex out there, we had the, uh, at one point we had uh, HS and they had their dispatch center out there, then they moved it into the town. So it was a happening little place, but still it was a deficit all the way through, no matter what we did. So the one thing that we have found is, is when you do look at some of these other airports and how they're being operated, their deficits are much lower. And they do things just slightly different. And so with the RFP, we've been hearing from lots of people, hey, there's, you gotta do something different at this airport. So this RFP is actually gonna help Council make a decision on how to either decrease or eliminate the deficits and still keep the airport economically running here. So um, with that, again, this options report is basically to help you in making that decision. Now during the time, especially since 2017 to 2019, there's been a lot of vocal people. Um, I like to call them armchair quarterbacks who have no skin in the game but they know how to operate an airport completely. And they've been pretty vocal on how to do this. So 
this will give them an opportunity also that if they want to put in a bid, then they can do so. And as you read the report, you'll see the more skin in the game you have, the more decision-making you get to do. The less skin in the game, the less decision-making. So, but that's also helps with the town and our funding partners. The more you give up, the less you have to contribute and the less risk you're gonna have. So it's, it's kind of like a give and take and there'll be a, it's a sliding scale. And at a certain point, you're gonna have to make a decision. This is how much we feel comfortable with or no, we don't feel comfortable at all. So with this, uh, we're really excited. Uh, next month, we'll, we'll get that report and we'll look at it and council has a real good deep um, understanding and looking into it and, and hopefully, you know, this, this document will help you. So what do you want us to do? Just read No, it? this is just, uh, it's just a briefing note. It's, uh, we'll be using the document itself um, when it comes to the actual decision making. So there'll be a recommendation coming from our consultants mm -hmm. and it's a team of consultants that are going to be actually evaluating it. So it's not one individual, it's three individuals to four, I believe. Uh, they're gonna write a report, they'll present it to council, council then will discuss it. We'll go back to our municipal funding partners We'll talk to them about it, and then we can use this guiding document to help us, uh, you know, make it a final decision. Okay, so this report is ready for our edification. Correct. Okay. Good. Actually, I'd like to thank the uh, administration for the amount of work they put in on this report. This is one of the best two or three pages that I think I've seen uh, since I've gone on council. Um, one of the difficulties I think council has council's been facing over the years, especially in the last number of years on the airport, is that you're, you've got a bunch of competing interests that are at the airport. Yeah. And to make one party happy, you have to make another party happy. And um, you're in a situation where propping up one is seen as an activity against another, but the real bottom line is any money that we do not recoup in operation is handed back to the taxpayer and it's funded on the taxpayer's back. And as if we could get $1,000 from, from one of the tenants over a period of a year, that's $1,000 that the taxpayers in this region don't have to put in. Um, we constantly hear about people talking about taxes being too high, you can do this, you can do that, like there's an, an infinite pot of money available to municipalities. And that's definitely not real. Everybody um, in Alberta is facing uh, challenging times right now. But I think it has to be understood when you're looking at the different parties that are advocating for one position or another, it's, it's proper for business to fight for their own survival. That's absolutely 100% proper. It's proper for them to try and negotiate in good faith anything that they can possibly do. And to be honest with you, without concern for their competitors or, without, or concern with other people. The town, unfortunately, is not in that position. We have to be concerned about every single dollar that gets transferred to our citizens under all circumstances and the corresponding benefit or loss of a service that comes to our town. So I think people have to be aware that when people are saying we need this or whatever, there's also the implied and sometimes not a bit more than implied threat of is if we don't get what we're going to get, what we want to get, we may not be here. The problem is 
you can't give everybody what they want without a substantial increase to the amount of funding that this airport would have to provide on the backs of the regional taxpayers. That's not an opinion, that's just a fact. The only disagreement I had in this report was really down to one line, and I think it's as much a misunderstanding of terminology as anything else, and I stand to be corrected on that. One of the lines here was that council members have been subject to political extortion. Um, I think the word extortion is a little harsh. Political pressure, sometimes maybe a little over the line. I know personally I can't speak to, to anything that, that comes even close to extortion. And even the people who have criticized directly um, with threats of, you know, if, if we don't get what we want, we're gonna do what we can politically to make sure you're not here. To me, that's part of the ball game. That's part of being in politics. But to say that we've been subject to political pressure, the answer is absolutely correct. We have been subject to political pressure. Sometimes very unpleasant, and sometimes you're in a position where one person wants you to go left and the other person wants you to go right, and both people will say, they want you done if you don't do what they want. So you're really in sometimes an absolutely no-win situation of political pressure. But I think that this council is working very, very hard to make sure that the people that don't end up having to pay more, as much as we have control over, are the re is the regional taxpayer and the regional tax base, which is, after all, as I said before, I think very plainly it must be understood, Anything that we don't recoup in fees or services or service costs is going to be borne by the taxpayer for the survival of the airport. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And um, I, again, I think political pressure, hey, have at her. That's what we're here for. We volunteered for the job. We put our names up and said, we'll take the political pressure. Just understand that sometimes it's very hard when two people are asking for exactly the opposite thing to make anybody happy. So I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much, uh, Councillor. Actually, I, I really respect uh, those comments there. One other thing I'd just like to add to Council, if you just take a look at the five major uh, tenants right now, four of them are either direct or indirect support to provincial organizations. And that is forestry and that is AHS. That's with Air Ambulance, and that is also you know, forestry and all their operations. Um, and having to, to deal with that, when you have a $740,000 deficit, that's actually 80% of it is to support two provincial organizations, which we know they are not going to contribute any extra money. That's where it's sort of like the political extortion was coming out of. It's provincially, we're kind of being a little extorted in a way. But I, I do fully understand, uh, you know, it, it, it could be considered strong. Now, let me be clear, I'm not saying our provincial MLAs. So, matter of fact, tell you the honest truth, um, I, I find Mr. Williams to be a, a very forthright and um, a very uh, a wonderful gentleman. And every time we've had an issue, he's been great. Yeah. And uh, so, but having said that, I'll just leave it. Yeah. He wasn't at, sitting at the table across from AHS or uh, or with the forestry minister from the last government. So that's correct. Okay. I would I would move um, CAO Parker's September 6th briefing note as information, Your Worship. And, well, no, not just the briefing note, but also the report. Yeah. Briefing note and accompanying report. report. Okay. All in favor?
Doogie, uh, I, I we have in front of us a request for decision on the ratification of the Peace River School Division Public School Board appointments. No. <laughs> I thought I'd get the public in there. <laughs> Uh, it's an RFD for the ratification of the Peace River Subdivision Appeal Board appointments. Good evening, Your Worship and Council. So, uh, this is a requirement as a uh, piece of our membership to the Peace Regional Subdivision and Development Appeal Board, much like um, our local committees that we would fill um, normally during our organizational meeting. Uh, we are required to approve the um, individuals um, listed either as appeal board member members or appeal board clerks um, for us to be able to utilize that service. So tonight, counter, um, staff are looking for a approval of a couple recommendations here that council approve the appointment of the individuals listed on the attached schedule a as the members of the peace regional subdivision and development appeal board and council also approve the appointment of the individuals listed on schedule b um, as clerks to that same regional um, appeal board And their names are? Uh, there's a list oh, I see. of them. Schedule A contains about 20 individuals, um, and those are the appeal board members. And Schedule B has about 10 or 12 clerks that would be available uh, to be utilized throughout the region. And we have Arne Ford and Rod Burr. And, and what you have to do is you have to okay everybody. So if one of these individuals uh, has to resign or, or something or rather, the whole list will come back again? Is that the way it works? That's my understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Mr. Mayor, I would uh, move that council approve the appointment of the individuals listed on the Schedule A as members of the Peace Regional Subdivision and Development Appeal Board and also those listed on Schedule B as clerks to the same board. Okay. So you have no objections to the personalities involved. Would it be all right to add with thanks for their service? Sure. If, if I may, um, the request that we got was very specific that they are requesting two separate motions. Oh, okay. So, okay, so I made my first motion. Okay, all in favor. Okay. The second motion needs to be what? I'll move uh, Mr. Town for schedule from the list from Schedule B. Oh, uh, okay. No, we have to do the all, all the names. Sentence. All what? Yeah. All the names twice? That's two of the same motion, is yeah. it not? No. No, it's okay. a different one. One's clerk and one's member. You're doing the clerk's B. You're doing schedule the clerk's. B. Didn't I say schedule. schedule B? Yeah. Okay, great. Let's go. <laughs> but all the individuals on Schedule B, correct? All of them. Absolutely. <laughs> all in favor? with thanks for their service. Um, great. Uh, if I might be permitted a non sequitur here. Um, 
So if they remove public from the name of the public school board, can we, or the public school division, can we tax them now that they're a private organization? They never uh, the same as you can tax other school boards who could be qu called quasi-private too. <laughs> yeah, but they're religious. <laughs> it may be better, but it's not a lot. Okay. Um, reports. Reports. Briefing note regarding municipal planning commission minutes. Let's see if they beat the old record of five minutes. Is there anything that needs to be underscored, MPC members? Um, just that the um, uh, Preschool has uh, found a new home and it will be uh, a modular building located on uh, Springfield school grounds. So they're moving from the Aladair Rec Center. Okay, good. And the next report was uh, Primary Care Center update number seven. Do we have a is there a committee and we have a rep on that committee, Ms. Manzer? The committee um, exists but is not active. Uh, Northern Sunrise is actively pursuing the construction and uh, administration of that construction. So we're stepping okay. back and we just hear things. Okay, so is there anything in that uh, update that you want to report on? Underscore, so to speak. Other than they hope to have uh, the building ready for um, December, December uh, for people to move into it, but uh, there's other things maybe that they need to have in place as well as the building. Christmas tree. <coughs> Very well. Holiday tree. <clears throat> yeah. And remembering that we're touring it next week. For me. We're touring it the seventeenth. Uh, motion to accept the reports uh, 9.1 and 9.2 for uh, what, for information. All in favor? That was Mr. Needham. <coughs> that um, oh, oh, we've information. We have a lot of letters of concern, but not at us but in support of us. <laughs> For once. <laughs> Those other ones are more fun, though. <laughs> so just to support us in our GSD uh, venture. That is correct, Your Worship. And uh, here we've been, we've been doing calls also and uh, uh, talking with a couple of different individuals also. And, and also the, the press has uh, contacted us again, and so. So um, I'm, I'm assuming that these letters of support for us are, are, are just that, just letters of support, no checks attached to them. 
Yeah, well, that, that's going to be the next one that we're going to be asking for. Uh, uh, council might or, or might not be aware that uh, in order for us to do this appeal uh, that will actually assist everybody, it'll be approximately $17,000. Um, what we are waiting for right now is FCM to have their legal people take a look at it, and uh, they might be taking an intervener status. So we're, um, they actually did meet at the, uh, the committee level. They have sent it off to uh, their lawyers. We're just waiting for their tax lawyers to come back and, and they're gonna follow up with us. Uh, we, we have asked for an extension to uh, put in an appeal. Uh, it's our understanding that they have never turned anyone down, but we will wait. Uh, if, if it gets close, then they uh, uh, look like they will not be allowing us to do an extension, we will immediately uh, just file completely uh, with some documents that we already have accumulated. Good. So a motion to accept the, the six letters for information? Sure. Okay. All in favor? Okay. Uh, Rocky Mountain House's letter was quite well written. <laughs> that was just really great. <laughs> Was there a bit of humor in there? No, it was just pretty much, uh, it was like, throw this log on the fire and then this log on the fire and throw some gas on it and see already you're not being helpful. Yeah, oh. that was well, it was just well written. Well, I'll have to read it. Mm -hmm. I thought that his dad's comedy was fairly good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is AUMA involved in any part of the FCM stuff? Uh, just uh, not the FCM uh, elements of it right now. We do have an uh, emergency resolution that is uh, has been accepted um, at the uh, AUMA conference uh, later on this month. Um, they do have some staff that are looking at um, doing something, but we're not quite sure exactly how far they're they're going at this point. Thank you. So, uh, any uh, any notices of motion? There are none, Your Worship. Okay, and uh, I'm to get my footing here. Uh, any? I don't see anyone in the in the uh, gallery. Uh, any uh, comments, requests from the press gallery? Uh, not at the moment. Thanks for the extra information on the airport because that broke just last week on the deadline, so we didn't have a chance for all of you guys. Was looking forward to hearing that. And Chris can give you a list of all those report titles. <laughs> if, if you could jot them down in the years past. That's why I record things. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was quite impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I'm right. And I understand we have no in camera items. So that is correct, Your Worship. So I will take a motion to adjourn. All in favor of Mr. Gitt's motion? Great, thanks. And that is the shortest meeting. What, what, what about the opposing? What about the dissenting view? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask for a rec recorded uh, vote? I missed it by that much. <laughs> so, are we having essentially a workshop now on ICM? Oh, we're done. <laughs> okay, good. I just had a question about. One right. of the 
Let's show that. I get four installs. Shut the brake. 